What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk Live from Steelers Training Camp at St. Vincent College in Lake Grove, Pennsylvania. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Today, we are recapping day seven of Pittsburgh Steelers Training Camp. Plenty of action. Joey Porter Jr. walks away the winner after a, I would say, a not so winner day by the rookie corner all around. Plenty to talk about. How do you feel, my friend? I'm feeling good. I'm enjoying wearing my uh, very breathable, very stylish new uh, All Steelers Talk t-shirt. I'm enjoying it very much. I was representing the the brand today at, at practice today, so feel good. I'm sweaty once again. It was a hot one today, but but excited to to see what happened at at practice today and talk about it. Yeah, no doubt. I think that uh, you looked at practice today and there were plenty of action. They ran the two minute drill, which I think was huge. Finally get to see Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky in the two minute drill. Darnell Washington walks away with a huge touchdown. And I loved the response from Mike Tomlin when he was asked about it. The, the refs blew it short at the one yard line. He goes, yeah, some people make suggestions. Some people make decisions. I made a decision. They were not stopping that guy from getting in the end zone. And I was like, yeah, chances are probably not. I think that was the biggest message of today, and I want to break down a lot, but I want to start there, is there were a lot of guys that maybe looked sloppy at times or, or maybe lost reps at times and then came back and made huge plays at the end. Darnell Washington and Joey Porter Jr. were two of them that – I thought redeemed everything. And and like you said, and you wrote about earlier is Mike Tomlin gave Joey Porter Jr. The day said you won the day today with that interception in the two minute drill picked off Kenny Pickett on the sideline covering Cody white to shut down the two minute drill. I think it was like the 30 yard line or something that the offense was driving. Uh, there was 30 or so seconds left. You looked at that. What were your, uh, what were your takeaways when you looked at Joey looked at Darnell looked at all these guys who kind of redeemed themselves. Yeah, I think today was about situational football. Um, without pads on, it was kind of less about contact and, and getting your feet wet in that sense. Um, it was more about refining technique and um, and, and practicing some situations, like Mike Tomlin said. Um, so that's where that's where Joey Porter thrived, even if it wasn't a great day from from top to bottom. Uh, he still came in; it came up big in the big moment, um, and that was, I think, why he won the day and. You know, he, it was a really funny moment. Mike Tomlin, when he said, you know, Joey won the day, he was saying it to George Pickens, who he and Joey had been going back and forth all week. And I think George, it's, it's pretty clear, had gotten the better of Joey more than a couple of times. Um, but Joey comes up with the big play in the big moment. And even though it wasn't, you know, against George or he didn't, you know, win a battle against George to make that pick, he was the one who made the big play in the big moment. And that's, that's what Mike Tomlin valued, at least for today. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I loved that. I loved that he highlighted and that he said it to George because George was getting, in, you know, George was trying hard to get in his head and he won a couple of nice reps today. And he can do, I mean, he had the bobbled ball that was out of bounds. I get that, but he tips a ball up and comes down with it. And now we go, nobody else in the league is coming down with that play except for George Pickens. He was starting to get in the head of Joey Porter Jr. You could see it, but I liked a couple of things. Patrick Peterson said it yesterday, right after the big viral catch by George Pickens, he goes, or two days ago, I guess he goes, you know, the best thing that I saw was that Joey Porter didn't start a fight. 
because you can't fight in a football game. You know, you have to take the coaching and you have to move on to the next play. And I think that's what Joey Porter is, is he's a mature guy who, if you look at it like that, and there are going to be a lot of people. I mean, Ryan Clark blew up Twitter and was like, you know, you can't uh, in, in my day, back in the day, I would have fought that guy. You know, and you could look at it like that and say, yeah, okay, cool. Like he should have been mad or he should have made a big fuss about the whole situation. Or you could look at it and go, well, he came back and in the moment that it counts, which isn't a one on one drill, he made an interception against Mitch Trubisky. And then he follows that up with a two minute drive ceiling interception against Kenny Pickett two days later to just say, like, yeah, whatever, man. You want a one-on-one drill with a crazy catch. I came out here and made plays when it counts, when it matters. And I'm not saying George doesn't because he's made a dozen of them in the last week. But Joey Porter doing that, I think, shows maturity, which I think is like where when you talked about Joey Porter Jr. and us meeting Joey Porter Jr. for the first time two months ago, I think that's what stood out is this guy seems above his age and this guy seems ready to just kind of be that I don't know, almost like a veteran presence as a rookie. It's weird, but that's that's what I think stood out about that when it came to Joey Porter. Yeah, and just level-headed. Um, I think this was another thing that Mike Tomlin pointed out in his uh, you know, press conference after practice is that this is going to be a really tough adjustment for Joey, you know, and for any corner who's going from college to the NFL, like just the rules in addition to all the physicality and the speed and the strength, like gets stepped up but the rules change and and joey in particular who is real handsy like his style of play is real aggressive so that changes a little bit when you get to the nfl and you have to kind of adjust to it so i I think i can appreciate that joey isn't getting too high or too low you know he enjoyed his interception today obviously and he celebrated because it was a big play but I, i think you learned a lot about joey in those moments where he didn't succeed where he had a tough moment um i think the coaches are trying real hard to there's kind of a push and a pull but think between the position coaches and Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin's really challenging him and really forcing him to, you know, embrace those challenges with George and, and, uh, you know, fight to come up big in those, in those big moments and, and throwing him into the fire right away. Whereas, you know, when he goes back to the sideline, he's talking to his position coaches and they're, they're talking to him more about, okay, let's figure out what we did wrong and what we can do better next time. Like, you know, this is a process, you know, a little more process oriented than results oriented. So Joey's kind of getting both sides of the coin um, and he's going to have to to keep pushing and stay level-headed in those moments when, when things don't go well because those are going to happen quite a bit, especially during training camp. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the next thing that stood out and, and sticking on the subject is Darnell Washington coming up with that big catch in the two-minute drill. Um, he looked... I don't want to say bad, but there were times, I mean, moments before that play, I'm standing on the sidelines talking to other people going, Darnell looks like he's got clamps for hands. Like if it's a loft, if it's a lobbed ball, he comes down with it. If it's a straightforward pass, he doesn't come down with it. And things get a little sloppy on his end when it comes to his catching ability. And then he comes down with that and it just shows once again, it's not about what happened. It's about what's going to happen. And I think that's what Darnell took. But I mean, I think that was a huge play. That was exactly what the Steelers want Darnell Washington to be is, you know, you are six, seven, 265 pounds. Nobody can jump you or out jump you. Nobody could beat you in a physical moment. Go win those physical moments. Comes down with that. I thought that was uh, I thought that was a good one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was a big play and a good play. Um, I, I got to admit, I am a little concerned about the simple plays, you know, because Darnell isn't going to get on the field unless he can make those simple plays and be a a threat 
doing the little things. Um, so you love to see him make the big plays, and those are obviously exciting. Now I want to see kind of in the in the next stage of, of training camp and in the next stage of his development, okay, can he focus up? Can he be tight and, and, and uh, valuable in the small moments? You know, he doesn't have to catch a 20-yard touchdown every time, uh, every time that he steps on the field, but he's got to be a threat from from various places on the field and if he's not you know able to make those small plays quite honestly the big plays won't come so i'm comfortable with him making you know the big plays and making the contested catches and and going up and catching balls but see him you know catch a pretty simple out route like let's you know i feel like he's i don't know he's done he's made the highlight plays like we talked uh guess it was over the weekend about or no no it was it was tuesday about his first reps and backs on backers like those were incredible highlight plays standing up tj watt and stuff like that but you know you need him to do the simple things a little bit better too yeah i agree i agree and i think that that's a development process i think what's nice is that we i don't think the steelers had that expectation coming in here which was good because if we had that expectation it would be a letdown but more so right now it's just Okay, nobody looked at Darnell Washington as a receiving threat at the moment. They just looked at him as a guy who could shut down T.J. Watt. And guess what? He shut down T.J. Watt. So, you know, that's a win. I think that to be able to come up with, to stack a win, I think that's the big thing is to, all right, here we go. Here's a win. Tomorrow, let's do it again. And then the next day, let's do it again. Um, And I I think that that, uh, that's where, I guess, things stand out when it comes to him. want to talk about this one. Does Kenny look like he is going to make the leap. What are your thoughts on Kenny Pickett so far? Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit today and uh, just along the sideline. And um, I don't know, Kenny, I don't think he's wowed anyone. You know, he hasn't, uh, you know, what the year two leap is, you kind of got to define a little bit, but he hasn't looked like Joe Burrow-esque. You know, it doesn't look like it's going to be that kind of leap if that leap does come. Um but I think the other side of that is we're not going to see Kenny Pickett at his best until he gets out of practice. Um, he is just that kind of player where when the lights are the brightest, that's when he plays his best. And right now the lights are not terribly bright. Um, so you kind of have to reserve judgment, but I would also say he's, I, I don't know, this is maybe a little bit of a cop-out, but I haven't been super concerned with him. You know, there have been mistakes here yeah. and there, but there have also been really nice throws here and there. And, you know, I, I've seen a lot of complaints about or heard a lot of complaints about, uh, you know, it's touch on deep balls and just really the, uh, I guess in general, the arm strength, just his ability to reach on those plays. But I don't think that's something that the that the Steelers are going to really rely on. Um, I think you look at, again, the like simpler plays, the smaller throws, um, you know, I, I think they can have big plays without Kenny bombing it 60 yards, you know three times a drive you know, it, it, he's going to, I think be better this year. Um, but I don't think we're going to actually see that until he steps onto a regular season football field, maybe even a preseason field at the earliest. Yeah, I agree. I look at Kenny Pickett right now and I say just that I say, has he wowed me? No, I don't think at all. Actually, I don't think I've been wowed by Kenny Pickett, but I think he has looked consistent. I don't think there's been a day where I said, Kenny Pickett looks bad. I think yeah. that, the play at the end of the two-minute drill looked really bad, but I think that the offensive line looked really bad in that yeah. play. You know, like that—that that wasn't a sack. That or that wasn't an interception. That was a sack. Easy. Yeah. You know, and, and you maybe you lived to to play another down. I don't remember if they had a timeout left, but there's no way he's throwing that football. It's just not happening. And there's been times like that where 
Kenny's moving out of the pocket and he makes maybe a rough throw, but that's because he is forced to move out of the pocket. Um, and I think that that will change once for one, the pads come on for two, the offensive line is whole and ready and in game action because that changes. And I think for three, like the Steelers defensive line is no joke. You know, you're going up against guys like TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi. I mean, what are your expectations? Like, where are you, are you sitting around going, nah, you know, like he should, he, we should have enough time. No, if, if this is the other way around and we're evaluating the defense, if Kenny Pickett was able to be comfortable in the pocket on a daily basis, we'd be very concerned about the defensive line. So I don't, I don't want to put bad judgment on him right now. I don't think anything's negative from what Kenny's done. And I think that, you know, it's too early to say whether or not he's going to make that second year leap, but I do think that he looks a lot more comfortable out there. I think that the team is 100% invested in this guy and the leadership qualities that he holds. And I don't think that there's anybody in Pittsburgh right now that wears the Steelers uniform that isn't sold on Kenny Pickett, you know, and I think that's all you're really looking for right now. Yeah, I'd absolutely agree. Um, like you said, not getting wowed, um, but I feel like he's just been pretty solid and pretty consistent. Um, I, I also think it's worth noting today that when he did throw that interception, he was throwing to Cody White. Like you said, there was also – like there were a lot of guys. Kenny was one of the few like big-name offensive starters who didn't take a rest day today. Um like Deontay was uh was sitting on the sideline or was on the sideline today. So was Allen Robinson. Isaac Siamalu took a day off. Um, it was really just him, George, and did did Najee? I, I can't remember. I don't think Najee, Najee practiced, but there were no pads on. So and then two yeah. minutes drill. What are you doing? But I agree with you. Like I think you know he like again he was throwing Cody White against Joey Porter Jr. with bad offensive line play. Yeah. I mean, is anybody putting their money on Kenny Big on that being a yeah. successful offensive drive? Like, I just, I'm, I'm not. I don't think they went into it with really a fair shot, which will change. You know, they'll have other two minute drives, yeah. or we'll have opportunities to see the first team defense against the first team offense, and I think then we'll be able to judge it. But I just do. I think it's a little early on, on Kenny Pickett, and to make, you know, I, I don't think it's too early to make assumptions of whether or not he's going to be fine. I think it's too early to say whether or not he's going to make that second year leap that everybody's really yeah. kind of looking for. I um, do. Uh, could we uh, talk one more, just one more of those guys who I think bounce back from like a tough moment. Uh, oh yeah. Connor Hayward. Uh, he fumbled like real early in practice and in, in team drills and then came back and, you know, was regular Connor Hayward. You know, this is a quick one. Like he still looked really good outside of that one fumble. Um, you worried a little bit when you watched him come back to the sideline after that fumble. Um, Deontay Johnson was, talking to him about his uh about his body language just you know keep your head up don't get too stuck on one play or one mistake and Connor didn't like to to his credit he he came back and and made a bunch of plays both in the 2 minute and just in regular team drills so i think that's another guy who deserves some credit for for bouncing back after after a tough moment yeah, I think what was cool there is he came over the sideline. He was pissed. He was not happy about it. Um, you saw Calvin Austin. You saw Deontay Johnson, who Deontay is. I mean, Deontay was a leader last year, which is why I gave him way more credit than I think most people did was because I saw his leadership skills in the locker room. But to see them this year, I think, have has really like taken a huge step forward. And I think that he was there. Calvin was there. Pat Fryermuth was there. 
you know, yeah. but he was just like, dude, you'll be fine. And then he did. He came back in the two minute drill. That was a phenomenal. I mean, dude, Cal- I don't understand how he does it, but Connor Hayward jumps t- higher than anybody on this football team. Like on a consistent basis, that man goes up and makes catches that I'm just like, that was a, that was 10 feet in the air. How did you catch that? You're as tall as I am. I can't right. do that. You know, you look like me. It's not like yeah. you don't look more athletic than me. You look like me. What are you doing? And yeah. he consistently does that. Yeah, I agree. I think Connor had a, a good bounce back day, which was nice because he is just consistently being a winner here. And even yeah. on a bad moment comes back wins. And I think that, uh, I think that was really, really cool to see Kenny Robinson or Elijah Riley. Who's taking the last safety spot. Or do you think it's possible they label Riley as a corner with the slot capabilities? So, um, We've talked about this a bunch of times. Elijah Riley is playing nickel. He is going to be a slot. Um, but I think this is a good opportunity to break both of these guys down. Kenny Robinson came up with another big play today, then got flagged for uh, taunting, I believe, afterwards in seven shots. But what was cool was afterwards he goes over to the ref, puts his arm around him and asks and apologizes and then goes, hey, what what did I do? How, where did I cross the line? Which if you know Kenny Robinson's past, you know, he's kicked out of two practices in Carolina for fighting with the, I believe the Patriots at the time, you know, like he's had, he's had moments where it's like, mm, okay, you know, you're at it, your, your reactions have gotten the best of you. And I think to come back and do that, which was huge, especially after a win in the, with the first team, good. I think Kenny Robinson right now is, I think he's on pace to, to make this 53 man roster. I think things change drastically once everybody, gets healthy but i think right now if you're looking at a guy that i think the steelers might label as a favorite for that like last spot or last two spots him and trey norwood i think are right there yeah trey norwood also had a great day that's someone you can't you can't ignore um those are two guys both uh kenny and trey who are and and i i think kenny has stood out a little bit more just because he's been more consistently good i think he's maybe had one bad day um that i can remember since i've been out here um but kenny's been real consistent across you know, each of these seven practices um, and even stepping up into, you kind of wondered when you first saw him start to play pretty well. He was with, you know, third teamers, second teamers, but as the Steelers have gotten a little bit thinner at safety, as he started to move up with the first team, he's looked really good. He's looked just as, just as capable and just as confident too. Um, Like you said, there's a, a balance he needs to strike between confidence and, you know, over aggression into that kind of taunting territory and, and getting into fights. But it, it seems like he struck that balance a little bit better today and he's he's on a path where he's learning, but that'll just that'll also be something to watch as as you move forward. But yeah, I think once you put the pads on in games and the heat of the moments in front of you, what can you do? But I think at practice he has been very consistent. I like Ken, Kenny Robinson. I talked to him yesterday. He said it feels like a while since he's had a real opportunity in the NFL and it feels really good to get one. I think that adds some hunger to him, you know, and I wouldn't I wouldn't look at I wouldn't overlook Kenny Robinson to this point at all. I think he's a cool story to be here. I think the Steelers like him. Um he's definitely a name to watch. When it comes to Elijah Riley, man, like <laughs> you know, Elijah Riley's just a stud. Like, just give him, just give him the roster spot. And we're going to talk about Shannon Sullivan because there is a question in here about whether or not he's looked good. And I guess we could jump to that now. We will get to everybody's questions, so don't think that we're passing you guys off. But is Shannon Sullivan impressing? I thought Shannon Sullivan had a really good day today. Really good. He forced a fumble on Connor Hayward, actually, mm-hmm. which was which was big. Um, I thought that the last after a a slow start, I would say to camp, he has come back and kind of made a little bit of noise still, I think more quiet than I'd like him to be to compete with Elijah Riley. But if I had to narrow that down that slot corner spot, 
I think him and Elijah Riley are like it's those two. You know, they're going neck and neck at this point, and I think both of them have had impressive days. You really think it's neck and neck? I I I don't know. I feel like Riley has been yeah, yeah. much more impressive. Um, you know, I, I guess I have to agree. I I don't think I've been super impressed with Chandon Sullivan. Um, but he probably does have to be that that second guy. Um, but I think Riley has been miles more impressive. And I don't need to tell you that because you've been you've been on the Elijah Riley train <laughs> for for a long time. But um, I have been Elijah yeah. Riley guy. Yeah, but Riley, yeah, he seems to fit more like he I made the comment to you today I was like oh he's listed as a safety but he's been playing corner 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 just just all the time so yeah I think it won't really be a competition between I believe the question was you know between Kenny and and Elijah who makes it um but I I I don't think they'll be in competition quite honestly I think it'll be they'll be at separate positions doing separate things yeah, yeah, and I agree with you. I don't think it's neck and neck. I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it to come off like that. I do. I like you know. You guys know me. I'm gonna lie. I think Elijah Riley fits his role perfectly. I think he's impressed every single day. He's looked good, and Shannon's coming into his own, which I think is good. I think there's a lot of camp left, you know, and I think Sullivan's a veteran. So once these games start, things could change. But yeah, I agree with you. I think. Elijah is uh, Elijah is the guy. We are still going to get to everybody. Want to answer this one real quick? Off topic. Will the Steelers allow a player to wear number zero in the NFL, allowing teams to wear the number? Um, I could tell you this because I know this for a fact. It is, and I don't want to say for a fact, but I know this pretty well. Um, the Steelers will not let anybody wear zero ever because that's just a Rooney. It's just a Rooney rule. They're not looking for a player to wear zero. They don't want that attention on a player. They look at it and just say. Zero's off the table. You know, it was just like uh, it was just like number one with George Pickens. Nobody's allowed to wear number one. Nobody's allowed to wear number zero. It's just I don't even know. Can you wear? Yeah, in the NFL, I guess now you can wear number zero. I don't really know if, but no, the Steelers will not. That's just a Rooney thing. Comes right from the top. Ain't gonna change. But I do appreciate the question. It would be awesome. Do you have a yeah. player in mind, real quick, about who would wear? Well, Darnell has to be the first one you consider. Yeah, right? Darnell. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. I would also love like Allen Robinson wearing zero or like a quarterback. I want a quarterback wearing zero. That would be Qu- sick. Quarter? Yeah, quarter, quarter. Yes. Like, like Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, like, with zero. Yeah, I guess. But Kenny has the eight, like Kenny has the eight thing kind of like locked down. And I don't think yes. Mason or Mitch would look nearly as cool wearing zero. Yeah. Like, yeah, Quan. This is this Ooh, is my answer. That's a Quan one. Alexander. That's a good that's one. A good yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one right there. Quan Alexander would wear number zero, and he would uh, he would impress. All right, Keanu Benton showing anything good? I thought Keanu Benton had a good he had a good pass block in or a good like batted ball at the line of scrimmage in the two minute drill today. Uh, I talked to him afterwards, and he said that you know. He, the opportunities to impress for the defensive line have been limited, but he has looked good. He's looked consistent. Uh, he hasn't taken many first team reps yet that I've noticed. It's been a lot of Montrevious Adams, um, but I think that Keanu Benton hasn't underwhelmed me. I thought that he, you know, look, he's looked pretty good, pretty consistent. Um, been a guy that I think as a second round rookie is on the exact path that I want him to be. And I think that batted ball, was just a moment where I was like, oh, okay, there it is. You know, good to see that in my notes, Keanu Benton is finally written down. That was my takeaway. Yeah, I was going to say it was, it was, I think I might have had just too high of expectations for Keanu Benton coming into camp because um, I really expected a lot. Um, and he just hasn't lived up to my own hype. That's not his fault, I think, though. I think that's mine. Um, 
but yeah, like you said, it was nice to see him actually like get in your notebook for the first time and, and be able to say something positive about Keanu Ben because I think people are hoping that that he can really fill in for a defensive line that I think could really use him. Um, so I think there will be opportunities for him to to improve and to get more and you know get more run with the first team. But I think that's a little further down the road, and he's got to stack some better days while he's working with the second and third team before he can really he can really do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, uh, I'm, I'm looking at Keanu as a developmental piece, still a guy that is learning and growing, um, but a guy that I have huge, huge expectations for. I don't expect that to go away. I expect him to continue to get better. Um, and when I think about Keanu Benton, I, I, I haven't, I don't picture bad plays, which is, you know what I mean? Like we talk about Darnell, we talk about Joey Porter Jr. Keanu hasn't had a bad play. He just hasn't had the opportunity to really stack good plays. Um, that's my big takeaway. Cody White, does he get open or does he just have great hands? I think this camp, it's been a little bit of both. I think he's been open at times, but if we're going to be honest, man, those hands work enough. You know, they, you don't got to be open when you got Cody White hands. And maybe it's all the time that he spends at the drugs machine. I couldn't tell you, but this dude does not drop footballs. But, you know, in days like today, when Joey Porter Jr. comes up with that interception, maybe it's just a showcase. You got to get open sometimes because if you're not, you're going to force passes and things are going to go wrong. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think Joey, uh, not Joey Porter. Um, I don't think Cody White has like struggled to get open. Um, we haven't seen a whole lot of him against, you know, the first team or anything like that. So, you know, you kind of got to take everything with a grain of salt when you talk about Cody White, like literally everything with a grain of salt, especially the stuff that we're watching right here, right now um, at training camp. Like, I I think I've said that, I think I said this the last time we did a live stream, but like with Cody, Cody White's just one of those guys where it's always like, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when he actually does something in, in a real live football game. Um, But like, damn, does he look good right now? Like it is, like I said, he's not struggling to get open most of the time. And he has some of the strongest hands on the team. Like I I was thinking about it today. Like, okay, when are we actually going to start talking about Cody white as, as a guy, as like a guy who can actually play and maybe make the roster. Um, yeah, I I don't know. quick. Yeah, you did. But like, (laughs) just because let me dream, let me dream, please. Like I, I just, I, I just look at Cody white as a guy that, like he does, he fools you because he is like, he's good. He's as consistent as it gets. Like, and I told you, like I've, I've been told for more than one off season now that the coaching staff loves Cody white. Like the Steelers coaching staff loves what Cody white is capable of doing. He's just such a bland football player that it's so tough to say like, like Jordan bird can return punts and looks good doing it. You know, Hakeem Butler who looks terrible, the last two days is at least six twelve. you know, like yeah. you got miles Boykin. Who's miles Boykin. You got, uh, I don't even, I don't even know who else, but like everybody, you got like that thing, Cody white. It's just like, yeah, man, he looks, he looks like he, he, he reminds me of Connor Hayward. Like you look at him and you're just like, that guy's not that athletic and he's not, he just has the strongest hands on the football field. Which I mean, maybe, maybe you're right, and maybe, maybe he will make some noise, enough noise. He has gotten the first team reps, like he has moved into that role a little bit. That's got to mean something. But I don't know, man. If you are right, I will admit I'm wrong. But yeah, I just, I, I mean, I hope I am. Weird. It's, but like I get what you're saying. Like I think there's nothing he does that like there. There are other guys who do everything he does well and does it better than him. Like he doesn't bring anything unique to the table, which I think 
when you're a wide receiver kind of at the at the you know in that group of guys who are on the edge of cut versus make the make the roster um you have to not just like be solid in a lot of ways but you have to bring something unique that you excel at and like Miles Boykin has special teams, uh, has special teams where he does that. Calvin Austin has his speed. Jordan Bird has his speed and his return ability. Um, same with Gunner. Like he has some experience returning. Um, like there are just lots of guys who have uh who have um who have just like more unique skill sets that that exceed yeah. what what he can do. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you're right, but I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. We're still making our way down the list here. Any answer on to why Monty Pattenbaum, Monty the Mullet Pattenbaum, uh, retired. No, I will say this, that I did uh, talk to players that I do not want to name. Um, and when I asked what happened, they said, I don't know, man. They said he was here and then he just wasn't. And we didn't know what was going on. And then we heard that he retired. So it seemed like a shock to everybody. Couldn't tell you. Um, RIP, we'll say this. John Lovett, we talked about it two days ago, got absolutely destroyed in backs on backers. And all I thought about maybe immediately afterwards were that was going to be Monty, the mullet that was, he would, he would have had to take on a Landon Roberts and Mark Robinson and back-to-back reps. He would be the guy that's on the sideline right now without a helmet. You know, it would, and maybe he'd do better. I don't know, but I don't know. You just kind of saw it on his face, man, that he was just, he was just, he was just done. He was just done. So I don't have an answer for that one. Maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we Uh, can, yeah, we can piece it together a little bit, but you know, yeah, you don't just, know for sure. Just until, yeah, yeah, he just you know football. He, he wasn't getting the reps, and he thought, well, "Am I really gonna? Am I gonna go play fullback in the NFL with no fullbacks?" No, chances are you're not. So, third, uh, third running back report for the day. No, there were no pads today, so kind of tough to say. So I thought everybody looked good. It was kind of like a check down day. It was a lot of, it was a lot of runs, which runs with no pads on. Mm-hmm is the hardest thing to evaluate because you're just going, yeah, that would have been like a four yard run. You know, that would have been like a five yard run maybe, you know, and they're, they like take it to the end zone every single time. And you're like, well, that goes wild. Yeah. 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 And you're like, yeah, I get it. Like, cool. You know, awesome. But at the same time, that was a four yard run, you know, at, at most. So really hard to report on those today, but the pads do come on tomorrow night for Friday night lights. So I'm sure we'll have, have more over the weekend when we hop back on, uh, the good old live streams. Um, what number would Quan take? Will Quan take if Anthony McFarland makes the roster? That's a great question and one that I do not have an answer for. Zero should definitely be on the docket, but the Steelers will never allow that to happen. I'm gonna, but I will ask. You know, I will. I'll definitely, I'll definitely ask. Nine is is nine taken in, in Pittsburgh? I don't know. If uh, Boswell, yeah. Oh, Boswell. Forget about Boswell. Yeah, I don't know. I'll find that out. I will find that out. I will ask him. Um, did Nick Herbig have another good day? That Nick Herbig, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't It wasn't an overly impressive. I don't think that I really noticed a ton of Nick Herbig today. I will say this. I talked to Keanu Benton after practice today, and what stood out about the Herbig brothers is that all three of them, Herbig, Herbig, and Keanu Benton, is are like so close that they train all the time together. And I think that is awesome for the development yeah. of two young guys with a guy like I love Nate Herbig. He seems like a super nice dude. He seems like a guy in line for big playing time. You know, I just think that I think that he uh that is that was cool to hear. That was very cool to hear. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, you know, like 
Nick Herbig is again one of those guys who you saw him working no pads and you were you were pretty excited by what he could do, but you had to temper that with oh when the pads come on, like what's going to happen? Um, and he's he's really just continued to to be steady and continue to make plays. And on days like I feel like days like today are huge for him, where you know Cam Hayward was sitting, I believe T.J. Watts sat too. Um, yes, Alex Alex Highsmith practiced. I'm ninety percent sure. Yes. Um. So like. Today's days like today are huge, um, where he can continue to to stack days, but put himself on a bigger stage. And yeah, to have his uh, to have his brother there with him is a really cool moment. And it's just been I don't know. I feel like training camp couldn't have gotten off to a better start for for Nick Herbig. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, last one I want to answer here. Uh, do we think that Calvin Austin gets more playing time so he could take the roof off? I thought Calvin Austin looked more impressive today. I thought that he's come back in a pretty strong way. You know, the drops have kind of disappeared. He's made some plays. He's had some deep catches. Um, I, I'm, I wanted him to just come out guns a blazing, but yeah. I think that overall he's just been, he's been consistent the last couple of days, which I think is good kind of getting him back on that track. Yeah, he's been solid but quiet, and I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Um, I feel like his mistakes were really loud early on, and as he's worked his way, you know, kind of back onto even footing, it's been you know quieter. You know, he hasn't he's avoided big mistakes and and made the small plays really well. So it's been good. It's been better for for Calvin. Um, and yeah, he, he's taken a bunch of steps forward. Um, just. They don't, you know, immediately jump off the field if you're just watching them at practice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But it'll come. And I think in the game, that's when we're going to see, like, you know, he catches a screen, takes it to the house. That would be that's when I'm like, oh, okay, Calvin Austin is the dude. All right. Sorry. Last one this time. Haven't heard much about James Pierre. How's he doing? Improving. Um, I thought James Pierre, he had a good he had a good play on the sideline today. Don't remember who he was covered covering. It was in my notes. But I think overall, James Pierre has been just there. You know, hasn't been a bunch of good plays, hasn't been a bunch of bad plays, just just kind of there, you know? Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I just think he's been overshadowed by Elijah Riley, quite honestly. Um, these are guys like fighting for pretty much the, the same position. Um, and Riley's just looked better. James Pierre, he had an, I feel like he had a nice day today. Um, like made a few pass breakups that were that were yep. pretty good. He had one like along the the sideline that we were standing on where he just went airborne, dove uh, dove to break up a pass. I forget who he was covering, but it was real impressive. Um, but those plays have just kind of been too uh, too few and far between for him so far. So not not his best camp, I'd say. But you know, a lot of time left. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that you know, without Corey Trust, James Pierre has a pretty significant lead at that final cornerback spot or one of the last cornerback spots but you know overall uh, I just think I think James Pierre is James Pierre I don't know how much more of a ceiling he has but if his baseline is where it was last year I think the Steelers are very comfortable with him being a depth piece and I think he's shown that he could make plays and you know it would be nice to see a couple of interceptions or a couple of big plays but I think that you know overall it hasn't been a bad camp but just somewhat of a a there camp I want to say a there camp um, and then, sorry, last one here, any hint on who the punter will be? Uh, I don't think, I, I don't think man has a legit chance. Unfortunately, I get where you're coming from. Um, but I think that Presley Harvin has, has looked better. You know, we like unofficially timed hang times the one day and Presley Harvin just like smoked 
Braden Mann. And I thought Braden Mann was was going to be here to actually compete. I think that he is here to actually compete, but I just think Presley Harvin knows the team. He showed up in a big way. They expect development. And, you know, back back when it was Jordan Berry versus Presley Harvin, that was, you know, two guys who were putting on one crazy show. I think this time around it's, you know, it, it's not really, they're not like giving him a real shot at a real competition. You know, today it was the jugs machines sending out punts. And I was like, if it was real and you guys really wanted Braden man to, to kind of compete like that, you'd, you'd give him an, a, a real shot, you know? Yeah. Like the opportunities to actually kick have been very few and very far between for, for both Harvin and Harvin and man, but Harvin in those limited opportunities has looked much better. I completely agree. Yeah, 100%, 100%. All right, with that, we're heading out. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another live stream, another episode of All Steelers Talk. For those of you, I saw some comments that said you might be on the field. Make sure you say what's up. Would love to see every single one of you guys here at St. Vincent College. Enjoy another beautiful day. Please make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Talk. Find all our work, all our training camp coverage at allsteelers.com and find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Hopefully everybody makes it to Friday Night Lights. If you are there, please get there early because the traffic, as always, is going to be wild. Hope to see everybody there. Enjoy another beautiful night in the Berg. Peace.